Welcome to Awaken and Rise, the podcast. I'm Ashley, a spiritual mindset coach passionate about all things spirituality, manifestation, energetics, mindset, human design, and so much more. My mission is to guide you to know yourself on a deep soul level, help you to energetically upgrade to manifest your deepest desires, to uplevel your mindset, and to expand your spirituality. Let's jump in. Join me on this journey to awaken and rise. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited to have you here today. Today's episode is going to be about intuition, which I feel like is such a big concept and such a big buzzword and can be seen as like this big complicated thing that takes a lot of work to step into when really it's actually the most simple thing ever, which is so funny. And I feel like, you know, I guess this happens a lot, but we just complicate things so much. We as society, like put all of these conditions and all of these beliefs and these step-by-step processes and like all these things added on to what intuition actually is. And it's like, if you take all that stuff away and you just get down to the source of like what intuition is, which is your body's compass, your body's internal compass to navigate the world and life. And it's just this, this bodily feeling that doesn't make sense to the mind. That's literally it. That's your intuition. It's not about, you know, getting into meditation and doing this thing and doing like whatever. It's literally something that you have with inside you since the second that you were born. And it's just so funny that like as humans, we complicate myself included, we complicate things that are just so simple at the core that it almost becomes like intimidating or, you know, too hard or something that you fully can't understand. But it's probably something that you have used your entire life without realizing. So let's talk about it. I have five ways that you can get in touch with and strengthen your intuition that will make it so much easier and simpler going forward for you to connect with. So firstly, like what is actually your intuition? For those who don't know, again, it's your body's internal compass. So it's the way that, you know, we've been designed to navigate life through a feeling in our body. And I want to accentuate that term about the body. It's actually nothing to do with the mind at all. And we can confuse this so much with trying to rationalize and trying to use logic and, you know, trying to make the quote unquote smartest decision, whether that's financially or whether it's going to be the smartest decision for you or whatever, your intuition's none of that. And as soon as you feel your mind catching on and starting a narrative about this thing, that's when you know that it's not your intuition. So to use your intuition, you do not need to be psychic. You do not need to be spiritual. You do not need to be like special or gifted or anything. Literally every single person on this entire earth can use that intuition because it's built within us. Like we were born with it and it's this bodily feeling. So it's a feeling that you're going to feel in your body that your mind can't explain or make logic of. And it'll try to, and this can be really, really hard to, I guess, master and trust because I guess our whole lives we've been so 
again, conditioned to, you know, be in our brain, whether it's like through school or like work or whatever, we, we spend so much time up in our head and up in our thoughts and beliefs and, you know, speaking and communicating that we don't spend a lot of time in the body. And that's where your intuition actually resides in the body. So your intuition will pretty much know exactly what you need to do at all times. But I would say in the majority of us don't listen to it. And they think that they can override it, myself included at times, think that they can override it or they're smarter than it. Or, you know, our brain tries to make sense of things and make logic of things. But it's that first answer to something that drops in and it's usually felt through the body before the mind comes in to rationalize. So have you ever had somebody, you know, come to you with a question of, oh, should we do this or should we do this? And the first thing that comes to you, it might be, you know, option, option B that you, that your body's like, yes, that's what I want. But almost instantly the mind comes in and it's like, oh, but option A is um, cheaper and it's closer and it would make more sense because, you know, you don't go there a lot and like whatever the, the intuition is the first one. So it's the one that, you know, deep down but it doesn't make sense and you don't know why you feel that. And it's very quiet compared to the mind. So I'll give you some tips as we go along, but it can be hard to even hear it or listen to it or even feel it if you're not used to tapping into your intuition. So I'm going to give you some tips on how to overcome that and how to strengthen it. So then you can actually feel it every single day. But yeah, it's usually the first answer before your mind comes in to create a story. And as soon as there's like any sort of story created or narrative created, that's when you know that it's your mind jumping in. And I find this a lot with indecisive people. So people that are super indecisive and they're like, oh, should I do this or should I do this? Like, you know, they can't make up their minds. That usually means that they're, they're up in their head a lot. They aren't listening to their body and they aren't listening to their intuition because their mind and their brain just thinks they can make every decision from up there, which I mean, you can, you can make every decision from your brain. If you want, you can make every decision from your mind if you want, but is it the most aligned to your highest timeline? Is it the most guided decision? Probably not. So that is your intuition. It is your body's way of showing you what to do next and what is the most aligned to your highest timeline. And if we learn how to make every single decision from our intuition, I'm sure our lives would be dramatically different to making every decision from the mind. It would be so much easier to step into the path that we're meant to be on because our body knows, our soul knows what's next for us. And it's just about listening to that and trusting that that is the right decision. So tip number one is calming your nervous system and calming the mind. Because if we're up in the mind and we're trying to make every decision from the mind, that's not using our intuition. So we really need to chill that out and use practices to like stop our mind or stop our brain from, you know, leading the way and taking us everywhere. So then our intuition can actually speak to us and strengthen and we can actually listen to that. So there's so many ways that you can do this. I guess meditation being the most common because meditation isn't just chilling out and not thinking. It's an act of observing the thoughts that come up and inquiring around that. It's being almost like a third party to your thoughts 
and separating yourself from your thoughts and just being aware of like what that, what your brain is trying to, to bring up. And then as you do that as a byproduct, the mind can quieten down and become more clear and concise rather than in this flurry of thoughts. So as we learn to quieten the mind, the body can then be heard because we're dropping back into the body. And when you calm your nervous system down, that automatically brings us into the body as well. But if we're like, you know, if we have like a heightened nervous system and we're like anxious or have a lot of energy and a very go, go, go with no space in our day, there's no opportunity for our intuition to come in because we're not creating the space for it. So calming the nervous system down so then we can actually hear the pings of our intuition is going to be really helpful. So whatever that looks like for you, for me personally, I love calming my nervous system by going to yin yoga. It's like an hour where you are basically in like a moving meditation and that just like resets me. I love it. Meditation's obviously one. Just kind of slowing down and being present is really going to help calm and regulate the nervous system as well because we're getting out of this like fight or flight and into a resting state. Being in nature is super helpful with this one as well. If you want some more recommendations about how to ground and calm your nervous system, um, I did an episode a couple of episodes back all about uh, the change going on in the world at the moment and how you can ground. So listen back to that if you want some more ideas, but they're my top tips for calming the nervous system and the mind. Step number two of getting in touch with your intuition. And this is something that I personally did as well and still do. Um, And I think this was like one of the biggest, I guess, um, changes that I saw when I started doing this on a regular basis. Like I literally would do this every single day. This really helped me get in touch with my intuition. And I guess because you get a instant sort of feedback, whether it was correct or incorrect. So I don't know if you've ever seen on YouTube, I think they do them on TikTok as well, but I personally watch them on YouTube and they're like tarot readings or oracle readings where, you know, they might have like three, four, five sort of cards to choose from. Um, and you choose one of them and then there's a message for you and they do a reading for you. I love these just because I love, you know, knowing kind of what's going on in my life and like any predictions that they want to give me. Like, obviously I take it with a grain of salt. They don't always come true, but usually like really good creators, they will, um, they'll kind of tap into your energy first and kind of be like, oh, this is going on in your life. You know, this person's like this and um, maybe there's something changing in your job or like whatever they say, it's always so spot on for me. And then I know with that confirmation that the rest of the readings for me, but it's more around like picking the cards at the start. So they'll have like, you know, get three, four, five sort of cards to choose from. And for me, it's like the test of my intuition, which one is for me without using my mind. So really tapping into the body. And this might be harder the first couple of times that you do this, but I'm now at the point where I'll literally just look at it for a second and I'll know exactly which card is mine. So if you have to, you know, if you're indecisive and you have to look at it for too long, that's when your, your brain comes in and your mind comes in and you're, you're not in the body. It's all about like making the decision from your, your gut instincts, your intuition, 
because your gut never lies, your intuition never lies. It's when you try and make sense of that or change that or go against it. That's when issues arise. So yeah, I love that one. It's also fun to just like, you know, I love getting tarot readings. I love pulling Oracle cards and stuff. So that one for me is a super fun way of how to strengthen your intuition. And I went through a phase where I like fell asleep to them every night and I couldn't go to sleep without watching a tarot video. So I got really good for like, I don't know, maybe even like a year of just watching them every single day. Um, And that really helped me personally. Number three is kind of related to number two, but it's more around pulling cards um, for yourself. And this is fun and a bit different because you obviously had the whole deck to choose from. So I started off with just some basic Oracle cards. You can actually as well um, do this with crystals. So like if you go to a crystal store without logically being like, oh, blue is my favorite color. I want the blue one. It's really pretty. Feeling into intuitively which one you need and which one you're like weirdly drawn to, even if it doesn't make sense. So there's always like a crystal where I'm like, Ooh, that one's really ugly. It's not generically pretty, but I'm really drawn to it for whatever reason. And then I read the meaning and I'm like, Oh, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. That's exactly what I need. So that's another way of doing it. But back to the Oracle card stuff. I went through again, a phase of like pulling every single day, a card for myself. And I would, you know, shuffle the deck and lay out all the cards and there's usually like, you know, 40, 50 cards in a deck. And it's about which one does my body react to most? Which one do I just have this gut instinct that that's for me? And trusting that, that's the biggest thing. And that's something that I had a lot of um, trouble with at the start of my journey as well was actually trusting my intuition. I would always try and like scapegoat and be like, oh no, it was just a coincidence or, you know, that doesn't make sense because of this. Or like, I would just try and rationalize it all the time. But the sooner that you trust your intuition, the stronger it'll become and the more trust you'll have within yourself as well. So if you don't already have a deck of your own, I highly recommend going out and whatever ones you're intuitively drawn to are probably the ones that you need in your life. So don't question it, even if they're like the ugliest deck or they're the ones that, you know, no one you know has, trust that they're meant to be in your life for whatever reason and do a daily practice and start pulling the cards and strengthening that muscle because your intuition kind of is like a muscle. Like if you're not used to using it, it's going to be hard for you to just step into it straight away. So if you just like slowly over time, really repetitively and really consistently utilize it and lean into it and step into it, the stronger and stronger it'll be. And then all of a sudden you'll make every decision from your intuition and you'll just, you'll just know without even really having to rationalize it. You'll just know the correct answer. Step number four is practice following your gut. So I'm sure you've all been in a scenario where you just had a gut feeling about someone or something and you just knew that you had to do this thing, but you went against it. And then, you know, it all came out that you were actually correct. And you're like, oh my God, I knew it, but you actually didn't act on it. So does it actually count? Probably not. I'm sure you have been in that situation at least once in your life, giving yourself enough credit that you don't need an explanation using your gut feeling as enough of a reason to do something or to not do something literally just because you have the feeling. So this is when a gut feeling comes up, acts upon it because that shows your body and that shows, you know, your intuition and the universe 
that you're serious about this and that you actually trust it, even if it doesn't make sense logically to your human, even if you're like, this is crazy, do it anyway and see where that takes you. Because I guarantee it'll take you to a place where you're like, this is where I'm meant to be. And it'll either teach you a lesson or, you know, something might come of it, or you might, you know, meet the love of your life or like just whatever. The more you practice following your intuition and the feelings and that gut feeling, the sooner you're going to end up where you desire. And this goes with manifestation as well. So say you're manifesting, you know, a house, for example, you know, you've got to take aligned action. That's, that's part of manifestation, but which actions you take are going to be from your intuition. So actually let's not use the house example. Let's use the example of you're trying to manifest your dream partner. So you do your little new moon manifestation or you speak to your guides or like however you like to manifest, you basically let the universe know that you are ready to meet your new partner. Now what? They're not going to show up at your doorstep and knock on the door and be like, hey, we're meant to be together. Did you know? No, that's not going to happen. You actually need to take aligned action and go out into the world to meet this potential person. However, following your intuition is going to get you there closer. So, you know, you might have this weird feeling that you have to go to this cafe that, you know, you'd never been to before, just because your intuition's telling you, you trust that and you get there and, you know, they might be the barista behind the counter or they might, you might see a friend there that you haven't seen in ages and they invite you to a party and then you go to this party and then you meet the love of your life. Like you just never know what's going to happen. And it's going to come regardless. But if you want to speed it up, it's like follow your intuition because that's like the, it's telling you, it's your compass. It's telling you exactly where to go to go and get this manifestation. But if you don't listen to it, it's going to be so much harder for everything to align. So that's basically tip four is to really practice following your feelings that don't make sense. So your intuition, gut feelings, whatever you want to call it, follow that, act on that and just see where it takes you. I have this challenge that I always give to clients, um, especially if they're manifesting generators or generators in human design, um, because those two types in particular have really, really strong gut feelings and strong intuitions because their sacral center is defined. And I always give them a challenge of for one day, practice using your intuition for every single decision. So for one day, every decision, everything that you do should be made from your intuition and just see how your day goes. And literally every single person that reports back to me says that they have the best day of their lives basically, because they're doing everything that their soul wants to do and that they're aligned to do. So feel free to take that challenge and do it for yourself and let me know how you go and how your day is. And again, don't be disheartened if you can't feel it straight away, just start really small and build up that muscle. And it might take, you know, it might take weeks. It might take months of using it every single day in order to be really, really like proficient and strong in using your intuition because you haven't, you know, probably used it your entire life. You can't expect it to just come online and come on really strong all of a sudden. Um, however, these tips that I'm sharing are really going to help that kind of speed up. And again, it's like looking back at the thing I said at the start around, Your intuition's always there. It's just basically all the stuff that we've shoved on top of it to make it difficult. So these tips aren't like 
you know, to do's to like make it come on board or make yourself more intuitive or anything. It's just about allowing yourself to drop out of your head and into the body and like practicing that because you already have it within you. You can access it at all times. These are just ways that I personally have found, you know, the easiest and most constructive to my own intuition, but also like clients intuition as well. And lucky last is cleansing your aura and cleansing your energy field. I guess those two terms are used interchangeably. And this is something that I preach about a lot to all my clients as well. But as we go about our day, we absorb so many people's energies, emotions, thoughts, feelings, beliefs, all the things without even talking to people. So I speak about this a lot in my human design readings. Um, And when a human design center is open um, or undefined, so not colored in in your chart, you're absorbing that energy from others and amplifying it within your own body. So for example, if somebody had their um, solar plexus center undefined and in human design, the solar plexus is all about emotions and feelings. So if they have that undefined, they absorb the emotions and feelings of the people around them completely unconsciously. It's very much like big empath energy um, and really like allowing, you know, other people's feelings and emotions to get to them and to affect them. So if you're not, you know, cleansing your aura and cleansing your energy on a daily basis, you're potentially picking up on, you know, other people's energy and holding on to it. And that can kind of prevent us from coming back to our own energy and in turn our own intuition. So there's so many different ways that you can do this. I've literally done a whole masterclass on this. It's called Clear Channel. I'll link it in the show notes um, and I'll pop a little cheeky discount on there as well. You can grab half price if you're a podcast listener, but basically it's a masterclass where I go through in depth, like how we're picking up on other people's energy, um, how to detach from that, all of my favorite tools and techniques, and also some tools to protect your energy. So you can prevent so much energy being absorbed within your own body. But especially if you, you know, relate to the term empath, or you feel like you are a sensitive human, which I'm sure majority of you listening to this would probably identify as that just because of the nature that I feel like my community attracts, making sure that you do cleanse your energy is going to be super important. So if you want to learn more about that, I'll pop it in the show notes um, with a cheeky little discount, but I'll also share one of my favorite ones and that is visualization but also intention. So you visualizing yourself being grounded and I guess detaching from other people's energy that you absorbed, is going to be really helpful. And my favorite way to do this is in the shower. So I like to visualize the shower water running over my head and like water is super cleansing as well, if you didn't know, but water going over my head, all over my body, And every place that the water touches, it's cleansing that area of any energy that's that I've absorbed throughout the day and any energy that's not my own and washes it straight back down the drain into the earth to be transmuted. And you only need to do this for like, what, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe. Um, But I recommend every time you take a shower to do this because it really helps. Yeah, cleanse your overall energy. And I recommend this technique to all my clients. It's really, really helped them. So I highly recommend Another one is like when you're in nature as well. Again, I I think I mentioned this on that podcast that I referred to before, but nature can transmute any sort of like low frequency or negative energy 
that you have absorbed. So just setting the intention, say if you're laying on some grass or, you know, you have your feet in the sand at the beach or whatever, to send any energy that's not your own back into the earth to be transmuted. So those two practices um, can be really helpful because as you cleanse your aura and you cleanse your energy, you come back to your own energy and that's going to help you listen to that intuition because you're coming back to yourself, your own gut feeling, your own, you know, yeah, your own intuition. So I hope you enjoyed today's short but sweet podcast. I hope you have a beautiful week. Don't forget to grab that masterclass. If you're interested, I'll pop it in the show notes below. Um, And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.